When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCouncil.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. One zero one five FM, seven twenty AM. K Don, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. Anybody feeling extreme? I got the whole world. I'm feeling extreme today. Yeah. World in my head. Sorry. (laughs) You sneaky little son of a gun back there. What a uh, interesting evening taking place in Philadelphia last night, and we're going to talk all about it. Here on the Mark Hoke Show, plus a whole lot more as we will be diving into the world of pro Five wrestling. Five years. Five more years. Yeah. All sorts of neat stuff going on. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us. We certainly do appreciate it. That creepy, weird person. <laughs> Is not Dexter Loomis. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you be his apprentice? I should be. I'd like Andrew, Andrew Fishfane. Because on radio, the Dexter Loomis silence doesn't really work. That is a good point. And, of course, from future stars of wrestling here in Las Vegas. With a major event last night. The head honcho, the purveyor of pain, Joe DeFalco. <laughs> Joe, how are you? The purveyor of pain. Uh, I'm a little disappointed this week. I didn't hear about Sammy Guevara getting into a fight with someone. So, Yeah. <laughs> we, we, th- this was an interesting week, guys. I, to I, say the very I, least, I have I mean, to say I, I got to say that not to interrupt you, but wrestling has, wrestling has. I'm going to interrupt you too. I, I am sure you are. <laughs> wrestling has not been boring for the for a while. There's always something huge coming up. No, this was a, a from start to finish. This week has been something else in front of the cameras and behind it. We're going to talk about it all. We have got a great two hour show coming up for you here on Kdon. This is of course the talk of Las Vegas. KDWN. And that's because we make it that way. 101.5. So, fellas, will you stop it, Fish? Joe, you got to come in the studio and kick his ass. I think we can just say that. So I can hire somebody for you. That's about it. It, It'd be a fight pit match between me and Joe. Get Vandergriff in here. He'll twist him like a pretzel. I could take Vandergriff. You could not take Vandergriff. Not a problem. You would be a... Plus nine million, and I'd still win. To take Bet Vandergriff, me. 
if you don't know who Matt Vandergriff is, by the way, because as people do listen to this show around the world, we have been downloaded. I think it's up to 55 countries now or something like that. Matt Vandergriff is, of course, an indie uh, indie wrestler who does a lot of work for Joe. And, and Joe, he's your No Limits champion right now, correct? Yes, he had another exciting match yesterday, beating one of the Suavecitos. But we, we had a really, uh, really good, solid show yesterday. It was like... Oh, I didn't realize it was against Extreme Rules. I hate when that happens, but we we drew pretty well for an FSW Arena show, and you know Danny Limelight was there too. He's Danny's kind of awesome. back. He is great. So, I could take yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Especially on the microphone, it's like he reminds me of an early. Uh, I guess now back to LA Knight uh, when we first heard him grab a microphone. It was like. People didn't like him, but they would all be quiet and listen to what he said because he was so entertaining on the microphone. And it was like Danny Limelight's that guy that you see him, that the experiences of uh, him working AEW and then moving to MLW really puts him in a different light with the average independent wrestler. And now he's pretty much a mainstay uh, at New Japan Strong, which a lot of FSW talent is. He ended up working with Jacob Boston Young, who just worked uh, the New Japan show and found out he's not going to make our big rumble against all odds show because him and Gregory Sharp are heading back to New Japan Strong. So there's so many of our guys that are working it. Yeah, I mean, Vandergriff and Limelight are, to me, are two of the guys out there on the indie scene, by the way, that you have to see. And the fact that they are not in, like, completely signed with AEW or WWE at this point shocks me because they're that that, talented. That was supposed to be our Mecca match, but uh, PCW in California stole the match on Friday, so I just didn't want to. Not because any of our fans would have cared that it happened Friday, but it's like always trying to get that fresh matchup. So Matt Vandergriff's actually wrestling Kenny King at the Mecca. So. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, That's going to be I'm telling one. you, I could take Vandergriff. I'll put my career on the line against his belt. <laughs> <laughs> well, last time, if anybody put their uh, worth in Jay Vidal, who put his career on the line against Matt Vandergriff, he would have been a loser. That's correct. So... Watch what you say, Fish. Of course, Fish, Fish is thinking. Fish is thinking thirty seconds and done. But you know, we won't get into his personal life anyway. Um, so let's get into this extreme rules thing, guys. Uh, a wild night in Philadelphia. The only thing that mattered was the very end when we thought they were when Michael Cole thought they were off the air. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's run down through the card and talk about what happened. Also, um, I, we can talk about the broadcasting uh, switch-ups they did, which I thought was very interesting in WWE. I have a whole list of topics. Oh, okay, special. good. All right. Now, you, why don't you let me lead the show here instead of jumping me all over the place here, buddy? A little, right. a little hostile. Getting a little hostile. Fish, Fish has got this Angels jersey on, and I think it's making him a devil over there. Go, go ahead. Drive the bus, sir. I, I'm going to drive the bus, and you know we'll... You can jump out the windows. All right, Mr. Crandon, be your bus driver. (laughs) Anyway, so going down through the Extreme Rules card. um, First, I I do want to mention real fast the Dexter Loomis and Ms. Vignettes with Gritty, the mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers. I got to say, I I really do enjoy what Dexter Loomis is doing with this. I'm looking forward to him getting into the ring. I mean, I have to say the, the best part about it is he's done it all and he has not said a word. He hasn't said a word. 
How do you get over and not say a word? That is amazing. But uh, you know, some good some good little pieces there with those guys and it's good writing for him. Gritty, gritty, <laughs> gritty beat up the beat up uh, the Miz at the end, got a kick in, which was nice. So of course I'm a Flyers fan, so I gotta mention Gritty. Gritty's awesome. He is the best mascot. Yeah, well, he's right gonna now. be the best thing about the Flyers this year, too. So well, you know what? Winners <laughs> beggars can't be choosers, as they say. Um, a, a pretty good match kicked things off last night. We had the Brawling Brutes taking on Imperium in the good old frat. Good, good, I can't even say Good old fashioned Donnybrook. Thank you. Good old fashioned Donnybrook. That's there you right. go. Uh, pretty pretty solid match to kick things off. Uh, you know, a lot of good spots. And the Brutes had head. to finally win one, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, they've been. I think that was kind of the giveaway to those guys in this feud because Imperium is going to come out on top. Uh, obviously, with Gunther as the Intercontinental Champion, you certainly I, are it, seeing Sheamus win that belt. But it's been but it's been a lot of fun watching these guys wrestle. That must have been might have been the most impressive part about it is after the physicality on Friday night on SmackDown between Gunther and Sheamus to see them come back out on Saturday and do it again. Yeah, and you know the one thing that's the one thing that started to bug me a little bit in this match though was some camera angles were not well placed, and you saw some things that you really didn't want to see. With some some spots, I mean, we all know that you know you're not totally hitting somebody and things like that. But when your camera is on the one place that you can see a clear gap, and they did that like three times in this match, it kind of broke it up for me. But but overall, I thought the match was good. I mean, Joe, what do, what do you think about these guys? Should they keep this thing going? Uh, they they might as well. You know that both teams were. You know, not really over other than the main guys. And, and now they've actually ha- have Butch people care about. It was like, wow, it, it took a long time because, you know, Pete Dunn was somebody that people expected big things from. And then everybody was kind of crapping on, oh, Butch, why, you know, changing the name. And, and for a while he was pretty much doing nothing. And then when they got the third member back, it really put that feud over the top to, for whatever reason, it's like now they love Sheamus again. And it's, you know, and it's difficult for him because he's so many times back and forth, heel face, that you kind of, you know, shake your head and just like, yeah, whatever, Sheamus. But he's put himself in a good position and, and he seems to be enjoying himself. And I guess he's having a lot of fun, uh, you know, beating each other up with Gunther. Yeah, I mean, and and these are the kind of matches. I really enjoy these kind of matches, just good physicality, and everybody's coming out a little bruised and beat up because, you know, even though it is scripted, to see people actually taking hits and, and really digging into each other, you know, real, I, I think is what makes pro wrestling great. And, and so I've, I'm really enjoying this feud, and I, and I hope they keep going. It's one of the more physical... You know, in 2022, the the style of wrestling has changed, and we we like to do that. We we always call it whenever we get back to those matches, we call it the battle of the bruiserweights, and it's like that's what we're doing in Mecca. We're doing Toa Leona, who's is wrestling Tito Escondido, and that's going to be like you know big boys just beating the crap out of each other, like Japanese style, yeah. where it's just strong style and hit each other as hard as you can. And, you know, if somebody accidentally hurts somebody, they apologize backstage, but they don't worry about it in the ring. 
Right. And well, and then that leads into the next match of the night. Of course, uh, by the way, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Mark Hoke, Andrew Fishfane, and Joe DeFalco of Future Stars of Wrestling. And by the way, go to FSW Vegas if you are now intrigued to check out what's going on with FSW Vegas. And see my feud with Vandergriff explode. <sighs> yes, front row sold out for the Mecca. So I'm, 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 I'm managing... Vandergriff on that one. <laughs> anyway, we get to we get to Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan as Liv Morgan defending her SmackDown Women's Championship. Thank God it's over. And <laughs> I don't know if this is over. No, I mean the title like, reign. <laughs> but the, the title reign is over as Ronda Rousey wins this match. Uh, Still completely shocked that Charlotte Flair has not played a role in it. Well, she's just kind of hanging around, man. She's She's good. She likes that part-time schedule. Yeah, yeah, she's beating up Sammy Guevara. Oh, wait, no, that's not her. No, that's not her. <laughs> but Rousey wins the title. And, you know, I don't know what, didn't really know what to think about this match, to be quite frank. It was, it was okay. But, but I think more of it than anything was the tease at the end that Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan brought a decorate. Now, you got to picture this if you guys don't know who Liv Morgan is that are listening. Short blonde. Brings out the decorated baseball bat. And at the end of the match, while Ronda Rousey has her in a submission hold and she is about to tap out, she breaks into a Joker-esque grin. And after the match is over and she's lost her title, she is insanely smiling. Like Harley Quinn. Like Harley Quinn. That means a change in character is coming. Mm-hmm. So she's going to well, go with Bray Wyatt. So that the, to me. That- oh, good, Joe. I was going to say, the thing is, though, it's like, okay, so does that say, hey, we're, we're, we're smelling a heel turn, but it seems like they were smelling the heel turn on Ronda Rousey. So, like, is both of them turning heel after the match? Well, it, what, what seemed very bizarre to me about Liv Morgan is she was so beloved as the underdog, but then as soon as she became the champion, everyone turned on her and hated her, and she didn't do it. She did nothing to change. It's just she became champ, and she was hated on. Well, what, but but here was the mistake that got made with Liv was when they had the rematch. If you remember right, Liv was in a in a like in some sort of vertical armbar with with Ronda Rousey. And the finish was that Rhonda had her shoulders down, but Liv tapped and the referee didn't see her tap when the two count hit. So Rousey lost the match, but then everybody just started booing. And really, that was one thing that killed Liv because she had to come back out on SmackDown and try to explain the fact that she's still the champion, even though she tapped out before well, I mean, before, before Rhonda was pinned and... You know, and a lot of people had a negative reaction. And like, well, she's a joke. Didn't that happen on Friday? By the way, didn't uh, Gunther tap out, and they didn't call it? I mean, right in front of the referee, he tapped out to the cloverleaf. Yeah, but this was a little. This was a little different story because this was no. He was tapping the mat. <laughs> he wasn't giving up. He was tapping the mat. <laughs> he was reaching mat. for the rope, and he missed, and he tapped. But it wasn't really a tap. And no. by the way, that's the only fight Sammy Guevara might be able to win is if he fought Charlotte Flair. But I, don't, I, I don't know. I think I think Sammy could beat up uh, no, pretty I, Peter Avalon. Was it, I think I think Charlotte would kick the crap out of Sammy Guevara. <laughs> oh, no. That would get ugly. But you know, I think it's interesting. Of course, Ronda was just in super heel mode at the end of the match, and then Liv, you know, kind of looking like she may be flipping out. Of course, we've tried this before, haven't we, with Alexa Bliss? Yes. We've tried that. We had the crazy person with Nikki Cross 
who got turned into Nikki A.S.H. Who looks like she's going back to Nikki Cross. So if, do you guys think that Liv Morgan going all Harley Quinn here, which is looking like what's going to happen, is is a good move for her? I, I think it has to be. They have to change something up because the, the love she was getting was gone. They got to do something to either bring her back to be universally loved or universally hated, not universally not cared about. Good point, Joe. Well, yeah, you know, that's the worst thing that can happen. They have, you know, we talk about with AEW with so many people on the roster. It's it's the same thing with the women's division. There, there's only so much time, face time, for people to get on the show. And, you know, rumors of whatever, Zoe Stark and a few others being called up. You know, it isn't where there's going to be eight matches and there's four women's matches. You know, at best there might be two. So... You lose the title, you know, it, it becomes a while before you become relevant again. It was like Asuka, you know, she was ready to come back. And, and how long did it take for them to finally even involve her? Like, right. months. And, you know, when you get knocked out of the cycle, I, I know how it is. It's the most difficult thing. When you have somebody who's been over and they've been a champion and all of a sudden they lose, it's really hard finding a, a meaningful spot right. for them moving forward other than just trying to tread ground to have them seen on the show. But there's really nothing storyline-wise going for them. So it's just random matches. They'll get in a scramble. They'll get in a six-man. And it, it's just treading water till somebody comes up with an idea for you. Yeah, and that's you know that's why I think you have to be really careful and layer these storylines a little bit as you're working your way up. You know, you have you had situations with guys, you know, I think back to like with the Four Horsemen and you would have Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA and other guys, you know, would have feuds on the way up and you could you know, you could have a fallback with those, you know, like Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard as an example. Uh and, and ways that you could work them around a little bit more. And when you just kind of up and down, there's, you know, you're kind of leaving a void. So, you know, it's a great point, Joe. Speaking of one of Joe's pupils, we had a strap match last night with Drew McIntyre taking on Karrion Cross and the lovely Scarlet, who, by the way, oh, I, I, thought was he, ho- I thought Drew McIntyre wrestled the White Rabbit. No. I no. really hoped oh. that Scarlet was going to do a. a, a uh... Uh, Something was cut. They're saving sunrise there. They're they're saving it, I think. But (laughs) but Scarlet heavily involved in this match. But Joe, I gotta I gotta say the one cool thing, Scarlet kind of playing the role of I don't want to say manipulator, dominatrix. Yeah, I would say that that was the word that I was thinking of as you were just talking. Was basically directing traffic out there with Carrion. And it was it was pretty cool. I mean, it was she was like it was like Beauty and the Beast, you know, just controlling what you know. Do that, get him, do that, hit him again, and 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 she, and and she looked amazing. I mean, that outfit was something else. But but I mean, the match was terrific. But I I thought it I thought Scarlet and of course if you didn't see the end of the match, Scarlet pepper sprayed Drew and it ended up leaving him in the match. Win. Yeah, but. That, that was the protect Drew mode, right? Absolutely, you can. You, you didn't want to have Drew lose, lose clean. clean. But well, I, then they should have had a traditional strap match, and that would have been perfect. You know, the yeah. four corners. Yeah, the four corner. Yeah, I, 
when I think strap match, well, there's no point in doing it to have a pinfall or submission. It's like that. What's the point of a strap match? Yeah. No, I, I, I will say this. It, it just it shows how off base Vince was to have, regardless of costume or, or anything, but to have Cross come out without Scarlett when he oh, first stupid. came up, and the difference of him with her versus without her is massive. Well, you know, I think that was Vince being Vince saying, I can get this guy over. We don't need the girl. I'll show you how. And then for some reason they, or it was the punishment thing where, yeah, yeah, you know, because to me, Cross was the perfect Vince McMahon guy. He was a guy who had a great character gimmick. He had the modern day, you know, macho man and, and Elizabeth, you know, 2022 version. They could have did so much. And why they didn't is just, you know, write a book about that. Well, I'm I'm just thrilled the Triple H is using them correctly, at least I believe correctly. And and, and the, where where Cross can go from here, the sky's the limit. Yeah, and, and, and they gotta they gotta utilize her to get him over as a heel, because you know, to a lot of people, they don't know who he is. And to be thrust into a feud with Drew McIntyre, it probably bothers a lot of people. Like, oh, who's this guy? He was some goof that was wearing some gladiator mask, and now he's, like, one of the top three guys in the company. Like, how is that possible to the average fan, I would think? Yeah, and one thing that I think stood out in this match, too, that was a trend throughout the evening was more physicality. They tore into each other and... Man, that strap, those strap marks can't feel good this morning. No. They were taking some serious hits but last this night. Is, that's, that's two huge uh, PLEs for WWE and two big losses for Drew. Is 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 this the end of, of, of Drew's rise at the top? That is well, good. It's, it's similar to Rollins. It's like, again, he takes another big pay-per-view loss. I know he beat Riddle in one of the matches, but, you know, how many losses has Rollins absorbed? But he's still perceived as a top guy. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, and, well, you know, the one thing that happened last night with all that brutality in there, you know, if somebody beats you up like that, you might need a good attorney. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> so you want to give my buddy Russell Russell Dutch boy to call over at Vegas Council because <laughs> Fish Fish loves my transitions. But, but seriously, if you're looking for a great attorney, uh, give Dutch a call. Um, all you have to do is go to VegasCouncil.com, specialize in business law, intellectual property, personal injury, like poor Drew. And, I mean, she she assaulted him last night. My, my look and so, sound of disgust has absolutely nothing to do with Russell Dutch Boyd, who is absolutely a phenomenal lawyer. It has <laughs> everything to do with the transition to get there. Yes, thank yeah, you. I'll have, to, I'll, give, uh, I'll have to give Ace Steele his number. I think he needs it. He might need it, too. We mentioned <laughs> that before. But personal injury, crypto law, which is really important right now. He's got you all covered. It's uh, he's and he's a personal friend of mine too. You can trust him, and he's going to take great care of you. You sure you want to mention that part? Well, sure. And of course, he was three time <laughs> World Series uh-huh. bracelet winner. And now we get to the and crux can, of the matter. You poker tips as well. So yeah. that, that that alone is worth the price of admission. <laughs> He'll, he might charge a little extra, but go to VegasCouncil.com because those complex problems demand creative solutions. That's what Touch Boy is going to do. Very nice. All right. So we're gonna when we come back, we're going to where have, are we going? Well, we're going to finish Extreme Rules. Well, we got to take oh. a commercial break, but we've got oh. <laughs> and and the one thing that wasn't on Extreme Rules that we need to discuss as well is the whole bloodline and the amazing work by Sami Zayn. Yeah. 
Where, where was the show held? Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't think the Usos are allowed in there either. <laughs> <laughs> that is unbelievable. Well, when we come back, we're going to have more from Extreme Rules. We've got all sorts of great stuff happening in AEW, good and bad. Moxley loses a title He's last night. And signs an exclusive deal, so we, we can't use him in, a, in FSW anymore. Yeah, this is uh, also... Fish! Fish, stop it! Oh, my God. I have, I have a theory on who everybody was yesterday, too, by the way. Okay, well, we'll talk all about that and more. We've got another hour and a half to go here on The Mark Oak Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Mark Oak Show, Facebook The Mark Oak Show, MarkOakShow.com, and a whole lot more when we return here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, The Talk of Las Vegas. I'm Mark Hoke, and I've got to tell you about the incredible Family Soul Restaurant. They're the only soul food restaurant in Northwest Las Vegas, and simply put, they're the best in the city. Dan and his family have always treated me like I was a part of theirs every time we come in, and we never leave hungry. Start off with the amazing appetizers like their mac and cheese crab balls, crispy wings, and Dan's soul rolls. Then dive into Family Souls dinners with homemade catfish, hot links, and fried chicken with all the amazing sides you could ever want and finish it off with homemade peach cobbler and banana pudding. Plus, they're now open for breakfast Friday through Sunday, too. So head on over to Family Soul Restaurant right now at 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite 108, just off the Lake Mead and Cheyenne exits of I-95. Check them out at FamilySoulRestaurant.com or call 725-205-5085 for hours in their menu. Mention KDWN and get the People's Choice Special of Catfish, Yams, and Greens for just $15.99. It's food for the soul and the family, Family Soul Restaurant. 1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host. Mark Hoke. We are back, and Fish and I are fighting about it. Fish, if you do that one more time, Angelo, the mic gets turned off. (laughs) Producer Angelo, I have given you permission to actually do something in there. Turn it off, actually. Yeah, turn off Hoke's mic. Stop it. (laughs) But Fish and I were in here arguing about sports. Of course, I'm Mark Hoke on the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling. Andrew Fish Fain, Joe DeFalco of Future Stars of Wrestling. Yes, I hit my first wrestling bet the other day on bet online what'd you bet plus 350 on frankie kazarian beating mike bailey i'm not gonna say i had any inside information because it's wrestling so it isn't like the results are known in advance yeah they're nicely done the funny thing was the, the only thing is they only let you bet 50 bucks and I bet him plus three fifty, and then when I looked to see if there was any more odds, it actually went up to four and a quarter. I guess they didn't get the memo. Wow. Apparently not. Nicely wow. done. I'm going to become a millionaire betting betting wrestling. So call one eight hundred Joe Wins and I'll. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but here's the strategy: you check in with Joe DeFalco with Future Stars of Wrestling. Maybe you know buy a ticket for one of the shows, or you know head on over and check out. Uh, all his training yeah, and everything else. like that. Buy a ticket, get a free wrestling pick. I think that's terrific. <laughs> and then you know what you do with that pick? You go to betonline.ag and get an account, and you 
have a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000, and you can bet on wrestling and everything else. And all we need you to do is go to MarkHokeShow.com and click on one of those huge banners there that says, you can bet on wrestling, get your account, you know, sign up through there, and go make some money. It's betting on wrestling. Come on, you guys. And we're giving yeah, you most of the And winners. you can also bet on snooker. That's a lock right there. When you know, you know. Like I, yeah. I, I almost pulled the trigger. I almost bet two hundred. You can only win fifty, unless you bet the dog. But I had, I could have bet two hundred to win fifty. Like I was pretty certain Carrying Cross was winning. Yeah. So, I mean, and you can bet on everything on the two. Like I just pulled some snooker odds up today. Believe it or not, you can bet on snooker. And there's was there's a snooker match where one guy's a plus thirteen forty one and the other one's a minus thirty ninety one. Yeah. I mean, could you I imagine if the, the, any day. I mean, you can you can make some money. So, and of course, you can bet on the NFL and everything else too. So, you want to make some bets today and get a real uh, nice sign up bonus. Point teasers, fish thirty one and zero last week. Wow, thirty two and zero. Thirty two and zero. Any idiot could have won if they just bet a thirteen point teasers. Best <laughs> <laughs> bet so. in football history. You know why they're so good? Because the Vegas sports books don't even let you bet it. There you go. So Absolutely. Get your account through the com. Click on there. Go to betonline.ag and make some money. And, you also, right. and also, I suggest that you bet on Fish winning the manager of the year bet that he has with Hoke to watch Hoke have to do five push-ups on air when Brandon Hyde does not win manager of the year and Terry Francona does. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, let's get back to wrestling, boys. Okay, so continue on on Extreme Rules. Cut the whole world. Gonna hurt you. <laughs> Bianca Belair and Bailey in a ladder match. And I, I was shocked by the result of this match. Some, Of course, some more outside interference. Unfortunately, that was kind of a trend. WWE's been doing too much outside interference. And I, uh, but again, I was also shocked that there was nobody to help Bianca either. No, but that, they kind of set that up because they had beaten up Asuka. Right, and, which I thought and Alexa Bliss. was a perfect way to bring back Sasha Banks and Naomi to help. Well, guess what? They're not coming yet. No, apparently no, not. Well, well, what does WWE think it is? AEW? <laughs> there you go. But uh, I love Joe. But Bianca Belair retains her Raw Women's Championship. A bru- oh, it was a brutal ladder match. They too. were they were taking some hard hits. <laughs> one one spot I gotta mention though that really annoyed me. I hate to do this. They did a spot towards the end where Bianca was under the ladder, was on the ground, and Bailey set a ladder on top of him. We've seen that spot. Um, and actually, I think they just did it. Was it Money in the Bank where they pinned somebody under? Yes. They pinned someone under the bottom of a ladder and he couldn't get out. Well, they tried to do that with Bianca. But there's one problem. <laughs> She's a woman. She's small. So are you saying her head barely fit under? Wow. No. Ouch. I'm saying that I they're saying Joe. she's trapped <laughs> under the ladder. She's trapped under the ladder. Oh, wait, and I'm she's like, not. She's not trapped. They're, the ladder's not on top of her. It's it's on top of her, but it's not touching her. All she had to do was slide, and she was out from under the ladder. She ended up no, doing a thing where she pressed the ladder and pushed just, Bailey off. But, but that, that would got... Oh. You got to suspend belief. It's kind of like, you know, when the guy's somehow wrap their own hands around the ropes and then they can't get out. 
Right. I, I understand, <laughs> but, you, you, but you're you accept, just you accept that as a wrestling. But thing. you're looking at this you're looking at your TV screen and saying somebody's trapped and she's not trapped. That annoyed me. But otherwise it was a pretty solid match. But well, maybe she was feeling trapped. I mean, she picked up both uh, she, Dakota Kai and Eo Sky. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Yeah, she, and then that was a cool spot. She had a little trouble getting it started, but that wasn't an easy spot to do. But uh, but overall, Bianca Belair winning. Or, but, but the end result, guys, are you surprised at this? I was very shocked at it. Not because I don't think Bianca Belair should stay champion. It's just I thought it was time for them to give Bailey the belt and let the heel have the, have the rub. Joe, what were you thinking on that? Because I well, my thoughts are it's WWE, so they have to like continue a feud. They can never just have one match since they got to have fourteen of them. Why give her the belt on the first one? Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. But I, I'm, like, I'm, you know, I, I, I think this can barely not getting the belt. But yeah, I think this is going to be a good feud. I don't, th- I, I, I doubt this is done by any. Stretch I mean, I, I don't know. Is this going to be the one women's match on Crown Jewel? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. But, yeah, so Bianca Belair retains. And then we head to the I Quit match with Edge and Finn Balor. To me, it was the match of the night. Uh, Just some serious physicality in there. And Finn Balor stepped it up. Have to give credit. And and they're pushing him hard. You knew that there was outside interference coming from the Judgment Judgment Day. Beth Phoenix gets involved, and of course, the finish ends up that they were threatening. They had uh, Ripley had knocked out Beth Phoenix with brass knuckles, and the three guys were holding Edge while they were going to do it. Concerto, concerto on uh, on Beth Phoenix, and so he quit so, to save his wife and the match to save his wife and. Which was, which, and that's the only way you could legitimately get edged with the way they'd set it up. The only way you could legitimately get edged to quit was to do that. Right. Uh, but very physical match. Uh, I, I was worried that the outside interference is going to be cheesy, but actually I thought it was pretty well done. And of course they um, ended Ray, up giving her the concerto anyway. <laughs> yeah. Ray Mysterio jr. Actually looked pretty good. I thought, I thought he did a decent job in there. Dominic Mysterio, um, you mean? Or or? Dominic, sorry. Yeah. Um, Ray Mysterio looked good too. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, yeah, wait a minute. But, but Dominic Dominic did a nice job. I I really and Finn Balor was just evil. I mean, I I really, that was some good evil work from him. I thought this was a pretty solid match, and it's going to keep this thing moving forward. And I think it could be fun to see what they do if you do something with Survivor Series with these guys. That, well, if Aaron Rodgers hard? is smart, he would kidnap Giselle and threaten Tom Brady, and then didn't get him to quit. <laughs> I like the way you think. Wow. But but, but who do you have but, on Edge's team for Survivor Series then? Edge, AJ Styles, and Ray, and who else? I don't know. They'll make somebody else. Beth Phoenix? It, so. Yeah. But, but you I could put Beth and Rio on the teams. Absolutely. I mean, they don't... Well, the, how would they not have Beth Phoenix in that match? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that both of those women are more than capable of being physical with men as they've... Proven over the years. Oh yeah. So oh, 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 you, oh, you meant in stop the ring. Andrew Fishfane, you bad person. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, that may be where this is going because I, I'll tell you what, if you get a, especially if they decide to make it a war, war games, games match, match, that has some potential. I, I was not, I don't know, I wasn't that excited about the war games possibilities. But I think that would be one that I now would be looking forward to. Especially seeing. if you started off with either Rhea and Beth or Dominic and Ray. 
Oh, it's the best way to get Dominic the rub right there. Dominic comes out as the lone survivor winner. Yeah, there's a there's a lot you can do with it. So big push for Dominic. I thought good match, and you know, setting some neat things up for down and, the road. And it's funny because Judgment Day was basically dead in the water five months ago. It was. It looked like it was finished. And they have they have you know risen like a phoenix, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, it's funny that however Judgment Day is. Uh, what's up with that Damian Priest guy? Is he still on the roster? Yeah, he's there. He's. Just, um, He's just kind of. He ain't doing much. Rhea Ripley has kind of eclipsed him. Yeah, Rhea Ripley is like the 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 badass of the group, if you will. Well, and honestly, I I you know I had said that I think that they should have made her the leader, kind of the leader of the group, and she somewhat is. I mean, she is she's the Jezebel. It's pretty good. You know, I I, I only watched a little because we had our show, obviously. So you know, my kid fast forwarded for the cross, but I was looking. So what was the deal with Finn Balor? Because when he came out, it said Prince. Yeah, that's so his... they, did they just allude to the Prince Devitt character? Or was that how he was introduced? What was that? No, but they've been doing that for a while. That they've been going, saying Prince, yeah. saying that it's not something oh, they say okay. often, but they've been using it for his intros. So, yeah, pretty gotcha. cool. So then we we go to the the final match of the night, the fight pit match between Riddle and Rollins. Not quite a barbecue pit. No, no, it's not a barbecue pit. Even though somebody did get eventually barbecued uh but daniel cormier the special guest referee and by the way for us we're speculating the possibility of a brock lesnar daniel cormier match at, at, crown, at jewel. crown jewel if you saw daniel cormier he's looking much more like me than he is looking like a ufc fighter so yes. <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen but yeah, generally the match was pretty good a lot of a lot of physicality in there and I, he, he did was, call it relatively down the middle yeah, I mean, Cormier did a nice job refereeing. He held it down the riddle. Yeah, he did. I, I didn't see a lot, but the finish was pretty cool. You you had a, a tap out from Rollins. Uh, you know, so overall, was it was, was a pretty good match, but there was a one fatal flaw that was going on that the crowd was chanting, we want Bray, we want Bray a lot, as if they were just waiting for... For, for the match to end so they could get to the Bray Wyatt. Yeah. yeah, so the crowd wasn't as super hot as you would hope for a match like this. But but first, a necessary win for Riddle. I, I mean, Riddle loses this match. He's, yeah, he's I, I, I guess I guess the punishment for his uh, I-can-do-porn uh, line is uh, pretty much uh, over now. Yeah, it did a, did a pretty cool floating bro from uh, the bro the, the It was the Broton, wasn't it? Yeah, Broton, from the top of the uh, pit. Top yeah, of the pit. That, that so was, was about the spot I was talking about. That was pretty cool. Not the actual finish, but that was. Yeah, I mean, you know, nice twenty foot drop onto Rollins, and and it looked like he landed in the right spot, but it was pretty close. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, when Riddle's lucky that Triple H must like him a lot, because you know he was in that uh, uh, about to be canceled culture there. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was in big and trouble he's because been, he's been saved a couple times. Yeah. And he is very much over with the fans as well. Yeah, I, th- I think he's supplying the locker room. Right, with, uh, but sometimes, you know, no matter how over you are, unfortunately, in this day and age, you have to do what's best for business. Well, yeah, the problem is, I think I think Mark is right, that also you can't get rid of Riddle because then you get rid of your pot supplier. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but I, I, you know, a good win for Riddle. Uh, and of course, Seth Rollins is wrestling for the U.S. title Tomorrow, on Raw uh, on Monday, on Monday night. Monday night. Yeah. I almost won't be surprised to see Rollins get the win on that. But 
Man, maybe they, you know they want they want him to be like one in eighty six this year. So. <laughs> he's been take he has been taking a well, lot. He's of be, actually he'd, he'd beaten Riddle every other time except for this match. Yeah, and and of course it's it's an out for him too because that you know Riddle was used to be an MMA fighter if you right. didn't know that. So, but yeah, and of course by the way this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN one hundred one five FM seven twenty AM the talk of Las Vegas pro wrestling at its finest Joe DeFalco Andrew Fish Fane along with. Yours truly. And then from out of nowhere, oh, the lights go out. Oh, boy, oh, boy. And Michael Cole says, hey, are we still, are on, the still on the air? Oh, it's dear like, God. Of course you're still on the air. You were on the air last month when Tyson Fury and Drew McIntyre had a song fest. Why would they go off the air now? <laughs> hey, we're singing American Pie, and now we've got... I got the whole world. Now you can sing for a second. I got the whole world. All those 60s artists are very appreciative of the, uh, you know. The royalties. Those guys got, yeah, the royalties. They should be singing, I like to teach the world to sing. And I told you, my my whole issue with this was I'm glad that he came back, but the timing made no sense. He had nothing to do with that final match. No, so so him coming back there didn't it, it didn't I mean they could have had it happen at any point during the night because it didn't have to happen at the end. But it would have overshadowed everything else, so it looks like we're done. And that was probably the only place to do it, which was yeah. okay. We're done. Good night, everybody. See you later. Oh my God, what's going on? The lights went out. Yeah, because I mean, if he would have interfered in a match, I mean, it it would have made sense for him to to a point to interfere in the match and do something to Seth Rollins. But then you throw Bray Seth Wyatt, Rollins you know. against Bray Wyatt right away, and I don't think that's what they want to do. No, but, it's, but just to, it's crazy. Bray Wyatt was always over, and right, you know you can never deny that. But it was like, man, it was like monumental. It was like you know, Randy Macho Man Savage came back from the grave or something. Yeah, well, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So, and I, and I think that the WWE and its fans recognize. The competition from AEW, so they need to raise their game a bit, and because AEW had a lot of those holy crap moments when a guy like Daniel Bryan or Sting or whoever would appear, so WWE now has that moment with Bray Wyatt's return. And just to, and just to set up how they did it for those that may not have seen it last night, so the match ends, the lights go out, and of course everybody's putting up their little turning on their cell phones like for the fireflies, and. You hear the creepy Bray Wyatt singing, which Fish is not even coming close to matching. And they go around, and all of a sudden, all the characters from the Funhouse are popping up all over the arena. Husker's Pig, and, and all of you know all the all the creepy Witchy Poo, and whatever. Loomis, Carrion Cross, Scarlet, Ron Strowman, and hopefully the greatest of them all, Bo Dallas. Someday, so they. Then they do a shot of a spider-webbed playhouse or funhouse with all the characters in their little boxes and there's spider webs everywhere. And like it hasn't been touched in a long time. Right. It, it looks like an abandoned house. And then all of a sudden you go back to the arena. There's a doorway. There's light shining through the door. And Bray Wyatt starts sticks the lantern out that he used he carried to the ring and he comes out, and everyone is going nuts. One of the biggest pops I've seen in WWE in a long time. Wyatt comes out with a mask on, takes the mask off. Everybody's going crazy. And then the broadcast ends. He blows out the lantern, and it goes dark. See ya. So, do, do we think Eric Rowan's back? 
I don't know. I'm not I, sure. And you, you know, here's the thing, and and that's one thing I wanted to ask you guys about. Obviously, you know, so the White Rabbit thing is now over, and Bray Wyatt's there, but you have had a cast of characters that went along with him. Now, obviously, you know, Brody Lee has passed away and was in AEW. Uh, Eric Rowan is there could be there he's available Braun Strowman Braun Strowman is in WWE but I don't know if they want to go in that direction Alexa Alexa Bliss put out a little tweet about it last night right but that's the question which Bray Wyatt character are they going with are they going with the the Max Cady type character are they going with the guy who hosts the Firefly Flunhouse are they they going with the Fiend I mean it looked like they were doing the, the cult leader Bray Wyatt again I hope so because that was the best Bray Wyatt the one thing you know I was thinking about it how over Bray Wyatt was and when they went to doing The Fiend. But if you also think about it, some of the worst stuff that WWE did over the past few years involved Bray Wyatt. You had that uh, monstrosity of a Hell in a Cell match with Seth with Rollins. Seth Rollins. <laughs> that was worst match of the year. You had yeah. uh, the Braun Strowman a cinematic match was everybody was like, what the heck was that? You, you had, had the, the John Cena two- cinematic match. You, that one wasn't so bad. It um, was interesting, but it was still bizarre for a wrestling match. Yeah. But of course, the WrestleMania one was, the, was out there too. That one, you know, you had, you had three matches at, at WrestleMania. You had the one, of course, where Cena went over. They shouldn't have, but you also had the one with Randy Orton where they did the video shots of the bugs yeah, yeah, and everything in the I'm ring right. was really bad. And then you had the fiend one where you had the, him the giant Jack in the box that was terrible. And you had the, the him getting lit on fire on uh, was that Monday night raw. I think I, that th- it may I think it was been. on Monday night raw that that was just, no, I think ridiculous. it was on a, it was on a paper because the next night on Monday night raw was the fireball from Alexa bliss. I thought maybe I'm not, I don't know. Yeah. But so you had a lot of terrific things with him. But you had a lot of bombs in there too, and I'll tell you what though I think with Triple H involved, I think you know Bray Wyatt's going to be more, way more hands on with Vince around. You know, they probably adjusted a lot of different things, so now we'll see you know the true meaning of you know creativity and having guys the freedom to go with their vision instead of somebody else. Yeah, and it's, I, I, and it's and it's tough when you're doing something like this because, you know, it's professional wrestling, but you're adding a kind of a horror theme, a cinematic theme to it, and you're trying to blend that. And, and what I wanted to just finish on the thought is, yes, there were a lot of bad things there, but you're also, they did a lot of great things with it too. I thought, and the, cult, it's I thought the whole cult leader was, the, was, was by far the best character that he had played. Absolutely. And I, and I, I hope, as long as RoboCop don't show up to confront Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no RoboCops or Shockmasters, please. <laughs> but to just kind of finish or the, the Bray, kiss demon. Yeah. The kiss demon too. <laughs> but, but to finish the discussion on Bray Wyatt before we get to the end of the hour here, what do you do? Where does who is he fighting? What do you think that they should do with Bray Wyatt now that he it's over and he's finally back? Well, now we gotta we gotta do something. Yeah, when, the, the weird thing is, is when he was the cult leader, he was an absolute heel because that was a heel stable. But he's so over, you can't really make him a heel. Hey, well, you can, but he's just gonna be an over heel. And and who does he wrestle? Yeah, that's the question. I'm gonna because you you've really jammed the roster up now. Uh, you you have a top pretty well established. You know who does he fight? I think you put him on Raw, and you and you have him going against, I guess, Lashley and whoever's at the top of the the Raw pecking order. 
But is it, it's like Bray Wyatt's going to come back and feud with the U.S. champion. Like, that makes, eh, I, but, I don't but, see the excitement in that. That's right, but if you only have one champion, right now it looks like, other than McIntyre, you got Cross going for that championship. Are you going to throw Bray Wyatt into that mix as well? Well, and that's the thing. I think that WWE needs to do one thing real fast. Split the championship. they got to get this championship split again because... But they the, seem to believe it's not happening, that Triple H, that it was planned to do. And then Triple H took over, and that's not what he wanted, so... I mean, there's you know, there's definitely pluses to having one champion, but at the same time, I I almost wonder if you need to. You know what? Interesting feuds are interesting feuds. So the question becomes, what is an interesting feud for Bray Wyatt? It's kind of like, yeah, Strowman had some you know good match with Otis or whatever, but it's like whoever thinks that Strowman's going to lose to Otis. Strowman's been brought back as this big deal, but he's plopped right into the mid card scene. Yeah. You know, so it was like Randy Orton coming back. Well, hey, maybe they revisit Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Sometimes, again, there's there's too many guys at the top, and then there's not enough spots to fill. You know, do we want to see Mad Cat Moss or, or Idiot Happy Corbin against Bray Wyatt? Absolutely not. But well, sometimes that's what we get at. It. You, you know, it's funny. You bring up Happy Corbin. I'm still waiting because they have to bring him back. And his last thing, if you remember, was getting in the limo with JBL. And that's going to be very interesting what they do with that character if they do anything with JBL and Happy Corbin to elevate Happy Corbin. Yeah. So. Right, which means he has to get some wins now. We'll see, guys. But, well, that wraps up Extreme Rules. So then we're the second hour here, we're going to get into more of the news of the day. A lot of crazy stuff, stuff including another fight in AEW. Yikes. Just unreal goings on. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, a lot of people do, you goon. It's AEW. Mark Hoke Show, Show at Mark Hoke Show on Twitter, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show, MarkHokeShow.com, and of course our podcast at MarkHokeShow.podbean.com is going to be a great time in the second hour. Stick around for more here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show. And download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.